from New York City, the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founder. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. This is Live from America podcast with Noam Dorman and Hadam Gav. Okay, good evening and welcome to a new episode of uh, Live from America with Noam Dorman and Hadam Gav. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he always makes fun of my name. Yeah, I make fun name. of the way you say podcast too. Yeah, but I didn't say podcast. Okay, so. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Our guest today, comedian Pat Brown. Yes, I am. Welcome. Thank you. And my BFF, uh, Mr. Steve Calabra. Calabra. Italian. And we're going to talk about uh, this later. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So let's talk about the news today this week. Nobody, uh, apparently, nobody saw the guy that got kicked out of Delta Airline. Did you see it? I saw that. You saw that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of what it. What happened? You saw this uh, video? Yeah, go ahead. Just a little bit of that. He was just telling everybody that uh, this is. Trump is everybody's president, and uh, is that the one you're talking no, about? No, that's a different no, no, guy. No, no, no. It's no, like okay, the exact so opposite I'm of that. Exact okay. ap- opposite <laughs> of that. That's what I thought the one you're talking about. Go ahead. No, he's a Middle Eastern guy. Uh, he was uh, flying from uh, London to uh, to New York, and what, what you can see in the video that he like there's five or six white guys that said that they were uncomfortable with him being in a flight, so he got kicked out just for that reason. So you see the video of him and his friend getting kicked out and he's just saying we're getting kicked out because they're uncomfortable with us uh and well he said it was because he was speaking arabic like yeah he and his speak, friend were speak speaking another, arabic he said i said one word yeah so this guy is a friend of mine actually and he is a youtube star he has more than three million followers we're gonna get him here i think next week uh and he's like he's tiny like he's the nicest guy ever and he's tiny but here's the question like can can somebody can they just kick them out i mean you don't you don't suffer that problem, Norm. Obviously, getting kicked off airplanes. Uh huh. No. Yeah, of course not. But if if that happened, what would you would you would you be able to like just walk away? Like, should you be able to just walk away if somebody tell you, okay, leave? Uh, what I what do you mean? Would I be able to just walk away? I'd have to. Why do you have to? That's my point. Are you asking me? Does he have, they have the legal right to kick him off? Yeah. Uh, you being I, a lawyer, there are I don't I don't know the answer to that. There are there are laws which. Uh, uh, public accommodation laws which prohibit discrimination based on race and probably national origin uh unless there's some compelling reason but there's probably extra deference given to the judgment of the tsa or people in airlines so i don't know where the law comes down on that but i mean mean, i think that if he's speaking arabic they they had to kick him off (laughs) <laughs> Under what circumstances would you, as a club owner, face a lawsuit? Let's be real. <laughs> Under what circumstances would you, as a club owner, face a lawsuit if you were to kick someone out of your club without giving them a reason? Uh, if you give them a reason, we get a lawsuit. We've ha- we've had them. But actually, you are, you are a private business, so you can do whatever you want. Well, so no, are airlines. No, though. I wish. No, you can't do whatever you want. I mean, you can refuse service to somebody if you like. We had this issue. I so said, we, we, uh, you know, you know, Steve King, uh, the big, big bouncer who works here for mm-hmm. like 15 years. You know, you know, Steve King. So apparently, one afternoon during Friday happy hour at the the Fat Black Pussycat, like 10 years ago, 
Now, let me just say that the clientele at the happy hour was probably 85% black. He didn't let somebody in for some reason. I wasn't there. I don't know what it is. It was, wasn't an issue. We, I even wasn't aware that it even happened. And like six months later, I get a, a, a judgment or a subpoena or something from the New York City Human Rights Division for racial discrimination. And I'm being accused of racial discrimination, blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, I had to pay a fine, $1,500. Really? Yeah. What am I going to do, fight it? Because it will cost you more if you fight it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's gonna cost, so. just the attorney yeah. alone is going to cost you more. So, so they just, it's, just, it's just a racket, you know? So for those listening, if you want to make an extra $1,500, <laughs> all you have to do is, is go to Gotham, get yourself not let in. No, I mean, this is, this is the, you know, it's like I tell my friends sometimes, you know, like everything sounds great in theory, but this is the fucking real world. The real world is some guy shows up at the bar and, and is acting like a jackass for some reason. The guy at the door doesn't let him in. Uh-huh. And he goes and sues the club owner for racial discrimination and collects. That story sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Except that the and now if got... I ever run for office, don't you think that some uh, uh, Rachel Maddow is going to uncover the fact that I that I was? I think there are plenty of other things that they would <laughs> could go to. Yeah, that's not going to be the he, first. He word. paid a fine for not allowing black people into his establishment. You know, oh yeah, I did. What well, you <laughs> said? What am I going to do? Fight it? I don't what think would be Rachel Maddow is going to actually go. <laughs> uncover that $1,500 in that one person. Now, if you have a history of doing that, it's more than that. Then then there's a cause for Rachel. Well, you didn't let me finish. Okay, okay. There we go. You said, what am I going to no, do? No, the idea is that, that, that it was, it was, it was like there was nobody not black in the, the, the guy at the door was black. All the customers inside were black and the guy who wasn't let in was black. There was no, there were no white people to be found who could have had their fingerprints on this guy not being let in for whatever reason he wasn't let in zero that that didn't matter that you know that that that's a meek defense look at her eyes she didn't even think it's a, it's a legit defense no it, i don't i don't i don't it, it definitely could have happened i'm not yeah. saying that it wasn't i'm just i'm i have no opinion whatsoever about yeah, you it. see the skepticism and i don't blame you but the, but that's the, i'm not skeptic i'm just saying i have no opinion he's well, saying i'm skeptic that's, about that's it. what a skeptic does is, is have well okay no but, but I, mean, I mean in the plane it's a different story like Somebody because you already just believe me you already passed security you know you're done with the authorities now you're in the plane you you are a customer at that point so why would they be able to kick you out that's my my question uh they, they they kick you out if they think you're a threat to security for some reason i mean uh from, as you told me the story they i think, kicked him out because he's speaking arabic i think they'd be in trouble i believe there's probably probably something more to the story than that because yeah. i'm sure they have speak people speaking arabic all the time on airplanes i don't know about all the time but... well it was yeah, making the, the people time. next to them uncomfortable and so the then, question is is that leave. is that a, uh, that is that causing itself yeah. to uh kick somebody off the plane because somebody's making you uncomfortable no of course if that's the case i i have some four-year-olds that uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got off the plane no i mean the flip side is a, a, two, a few weeks before that mo uh mo Amer, who yeah. is uh, arabic they purposely put him next to Eric Trump, like yeah. you know, in order to to fuck with Eric Trump. So they, they, <laughs> it's true story. Yeah. That's great. They, yeah. they weren't trying to throw him off the airplane. They were trying to, uh, you know. So yeah, that we that, that that's that's hilarious. Um, okay, so what else do we have? Uh, what about the uh, the incident in Turkey? But why don't we do why don't we do an undercover thing? Why don't Why don't you go on? Uh, I'll, I'll pay. Get the cheapest tickets to the cheapest destination, of course, uh-huh. and then uh, uh, go on go on with some of your Arabic friends. 
You see, and that, speak Arabic, but you have to do one of these <laughs> and, and see what happens. I'm, I'm actually serious. That would be a fascinating. Let's get a viral video out that of this would bitch. Be well, you see that the problem is like it's it depends on the destination. Like, say, if you go, there's certain destinations, they don't care if you speak Arabic or not. Like, if you go into the mid Middle East, everybody speaks Arabic, you know. But if you go into like Iceland or something like that, <laughs> they'll be like, okay, what are you doing in this, you know, or Belgium or something, you know, then 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 that's a problem, you know. Would you go to Israel? Yeah, of course I would. That's my assignment. <laughs> <laughs> but not now. Later, you know. Down <laughs> the road. Yeah. That, you got to work up to that. Then what about the Turkish guy that um assassinated the um I'm Russian against, I'm against it. assassination. Yeah, obviously, you know, but this guys, I mean like the, the the one the one there's nothing you know really po the, the one positive thing is like the way he looked like he was dressed up like not like a regular terrorist you know what i'm saying like he was he looked like a character out of reservoir dogs the whole murder looked like something out of a mm -hmm. quentin tarantino movie was yeah and then he was like dancing staying alive dance that dance oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah but he's uh so the interesting part that i was telling steve downstairs is that this guy was shouting some of osama bin laden's quotes you know so he's not isis anymore he's like taliban now so now they are like back in business a little bit, you know. You I mean, that makes them back in business, having pulled off one assassination. No, that somebody is inspired by them oh, because everybody recently has been inspired by. So they like, you know, they they try to make a comeback. Obviously, you know that ISIS and Taliban they don't get along. You know? Yeah. So uh, you know, and ISIS is on its way up. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come on! What? I mean, they have one stronghold left, based on the one article that I read about this. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that was that the article that followed the freedomnet.org that, 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 Trump, that Trump had no chance of winning? Was that the article? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in fairness, almost nobody thought Trump had a chance of winning or a big chance of winning, I should say. Harry, uh, 538.com, but a one third chance. One third chance. I, mean, I think it was just a perfect storm, though. Right. It was so many things that happened that it was just a perfect storm for him to win. Well, well, he he won the black vote. He got more black vote than uh, he, he did not win, win the, the black, black vote. vote. Wait, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the Republican uh, compared to Republicans. You know, no, he, he didn't. Got he got about he got it about no, he the got more than Romney. No, he didn't. He, he well, got more he, than Romney. He got I mean, more than Romney, but he got about average what most Republicans get. He he didn't get he, he got uh, Romney got actually less than uh, what uh, black people typically vote for Republicans, yeah. but he didn't get. It was not a big part. He didn't no, get no, like it's not, it's not a no, big part. No, no, it's just an average but, amount. Like that tends to be like about eight. Not much bigger than Romney, but much than Rom Romney yeah. ran against a black guy. Right, exactly. So he's not. <laughs> so so think about that. So it's like I think Romney got like six percent, and he got maybe eight. It runs around about eight percent that you're gonna get black people to vote for Republicans. What What's noteworthy about it, however, is that people thought that he would get less because people assume that people just consider this guy to be a hard racist yeah and they just found him to be a typical racist you know yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what the distinction that well i mean like there. the eight percent who could tolerate a racist republican <laughs> that i'm oh, sure you know they... that's a lot of americans can tolerate a, a lot of i mean that's black people in general We've, we had to tolerate a lot of uh racism in, in just in people that we deal with in our work assignments so if you're thinking uh, if racism is on the table and we are we're uh, constantly b uh, bombarded with it all the time, and then you also say, okay, but he's also going to do this for my community. Uh -huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. take the racism because I'm gonna get it anyway, along with 
I feel like he's gonna he's uh he's gonna improve my economic interest. Do you know any black Trump supporters? I do. Yeah. And yeah. How are your relations with them? Um, <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> I had to buy her a birthday card. So uh, yeah, that's my sister. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. What is so terrible? What What does the black community uh have? What's their beef with Donald Trump? He didn't say anything bad about black people. He did say something black. He always does. What did he uh, say? Um. What did he say in the... I mean, he's, he spoke more than any Republican candidate I ever heard talking about wanting to help the community. I, I, but his wanting to help the community is to double down on the same kind of policies that uh, stop and frisk that actually exacerbate the problem within the black community. So uh, I don't think his way of saying help is the same way of... Like a pedophile says, "Oh, I'm gonna help you with your homework," and no, it no. takes a little kid into. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. be let's be fair. He he did. He no, did. it's not. Hold on, I'm, he, I'm being he, serious. He did, I'm not. He did support stop and frizz, as did Mayor Bloomberg. You know, yeah. who spoke at the Democratic convention, uh, as do a lot of black guys I know who like we 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 met with a black guy today, and he's like, you know what. I come from the South Bronx. When I hear about stop and frisk, it's like that's my mother, that's my sister out on those streets. That's it's always interesting how people pull out one person, and that person is supposed to be uh, okay. Know, there's know, a lot of people. That's your African American. Yeah. yeah, that's your your African American. Yeah. But overall, that's not, that's not fair. No, that's no, fair. no. Let me let me finish. Overall, most Black people are not a fan of uh, stop and frisk because we get affected by it. I mean, yeah, I get that, but but I get that. Uh, but but uh, to my surprise, it wasn't something I said. To my surprise, I'm hearing more and more voices, black voices, and people I know who are like, you know what? I'm seeing people on the streets with guns again. Um, this is getting dangerous again. I don't like this. I have kids. And and people, when they begin to see the 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 re uh, resurgence, emergence, reemergence of a status quo that used to exist. 25 years ago, which was horrible. They're like, you know what? Uh-oh. But anyway, but that's not my point. My point was that Trump t- talked about more about it. They talk about the schools, about the the jobs, about, he says, I, he says you, and, and this, I mean, I think this is indisputably true. There are cities like Baltimore, the, uh, Washington, D.C., the, where black, the, the cities where black people have done the worst are cities which have been controlled by the left and by black people for like 70 years. Controlled? Yeah. No, absolutely all, not. All, all let's, the, let's talk. Let's just talk about um, Detroit. Is Detroit another yeah, I mean, where the mayor, where the where the where the where the, all the elected officials, where the teachers, where the police commissioner, where the thing that are is basically an African American town and a Democratic town. And Trump's argument was, listen, hold on. His Trump's argument was, which not crazy. Listen, you've tried that for for seventy years, whatever it is. Maybe why don't you try why don't you try something different? If you think that this is going to work in the next four years, when it hasn't worked in the last seventy years, you know that's crazy. So that 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 message I think did reverberate with some percentage of black people. Like fuck it, you know we we know with Hillary things are going to get better. She views us as super predators. Fuck it, let's give this guy a chance. He hangs out with Russell Simmons. He used to hang out Puff Daddy. He's never been known as a racist. Uh, Who Trump? Trump has been known as a racist over and over again. But let me let me no, let me speak. Hasn't. Yes, he has. When? I, I, when? They're bringing has... drugs. They're bringing guns. No, they're about, rapists. About black. About That's Mexicans. Black. And okay, just what he did with the uh, um, Central Park um, Five and all that. That's racist. His uh, his father. Uh, Why was that racist? Okay, let's let's go back to your point because there's so many things that I want to hit on there. So, but why we, was that racist? 
let me go back to your point. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to that other the other thing later. So uh, just let's talk about Detroit. You're talking about a mayor of Detroit. Uh, the the mayor of Detroit feasibly doesn't have any real power. But you're talking about the figureheads like a Donald Trump, like a presidency. <clears throat> there's no infrastructure in De in Detroit. So if you have no jobs, you're actually manning a ship that's already sinking. That's all. Like Camden, Washington D.C., Philadelphia. And, and there's uh, no there's no infrastructure there. There's no jobs there. That's why Detroit has pretty much a lot of their population has left the city because there is no jobs there. So Detroit's but, the worst example because the auto industry. And most but, of those places that you named are Baltimore. It's a lack of industry there. Well, whatever I'm saying, but, but that, the, the policies but that, that you the, the, to vote four more years of the same policies. <laughs> does anybody really think? Oh, now I'm optimistic. Hillary's going to change things. Where eight years, eight years of Obama, things are actually gotten worse. But Hillary Clinton is the answer. Now, how, did, how, did, how, how, how 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 do things get worse when we got we had we had Bush come in with uh with 2008 when you had the the worst recession we've because, had in uh, years? Uh, I think there's more. Can, more no, I think me, there's more. I think the median income for black people went down. Over the last four years, but Obama. overall, what overall in America, the median income, uh, not the median income, overall in terms of jobs, jobs are just coming back. So it's a lot to do within eight years. You know that I just heard read no, the paper no. today that we're to, that there's the all time record since the depression of people of kids living with their parents in their twenties, and that was and that's a, a fault of who ape. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm just saying that th like things are really not good. So you're saying that. Uh, well, let me say, to this point because he yeah. keeps cutting me off. Let me just say this this one thing because you said uh, people voted for Trump because of that. Like I said before, only the amount of people that were black people voting for Trump was the same amount of people that were voting for Republicans. Uh, it hasn't changed any. So the the belief that the Republican Party that has consistently coded uh, racist language within our within their uh, messaging. Uh, for black people, we have that's why black people don't vote uh, historically Republican, Republican for that reason. And so and then also uh, let me just want to point about the super predator. She didn't call black people super, all black people super predators. She said people within gangs were super predators. And at that time, it was a lot of people because of the uh, rash of uh, the drugs, uh, cocaine, not cocaine, crack cocaine had hit uh, American cities. So that was a a large degree. Of oh, what I, that was. don't get me wrong. I didn't find anything wrong with her super predator remark. I know the black community was offended by the super predator remark. Yeah, yeah well, I didn't. I, I didn't. I think they were twisting her words. Yeah. Well, I think they are twisting her words. Yeah. Absolutely. So why why did Black Lives Matter started at Obama's presidency? Like a lot of people are talking about, it. like the first black president yet it started. What black started at Black, black Lives, Lives Matter? Matter started. Yeah. They mm -hmm. didn't matter before. They, is that what you're saying? No, I want to. Like he was supposed to be. Like, uh, he's not a supporter of the movement in a way. He right? is a supporter of the movement. But, I mean, it started in his presidency. Yeah, because uh, it, it was still a uh, a reaction to a, um, a government system that typically and continuously ignores the, the, the lives of black people. That's why it started. No, and I, so you think one person getting elected to office changes the... The uh, systematic racism that was it. No, absolutely. Racism. I, there's no question about it. So it's that's there. what that's so that's 100%. what. So that's what they're protesting is the institutional racism that's within the police department. No, absolutely. But why didn't he try to change anything? Like, what do you what, mean try? try he, that's Loretta Lynch and all of them have had a hand in trying to change things within the uh, the, the system of uh, 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 the police system. What do you mean? He hasn't had a, a hand in it. No, I'm saying 
if the first black president, you know, his first thing is to take care of the black voters, right? No. What do you mean the first? The black. The, uh, he is the first black president. And he's supposed to take care. Yeah. So, no, because so I, I would. I, so, if his job is to By take way, care. Don't of, hold back. Just get him. If his job <laughs> is to take care of black. If his job, the first black president, is to take care of black people. So, you're saying all the. All the presidents that were white men, whose job was to take care of all white people. Absolutely, that's I'm on your side. Oh no, no you're absolutely <laughs> not on my side. What, I, what I'm trying to say is like, I think Barack Obama should have done a better job with the community. I don't think he did, he did a good job overall, but I don't think he did a better job with the black community. He should have done more. Not only like invited to the White House and all the parties and stuff like that. It's not. I'm talking about like a lot of people. Is that all you saw that he did for black people? What else did he do for black people? What did he do? So let's enjoy enjoy the party. Yeah, he okay. did. Yeah, what, he, he asked the question. What else? Yeah, did he do? what did he do? What did he do for black community? This this conversation not, it's not coming from me. It's a, fair I actually, it's a fair question. It's actually it's a fair it's a fair question, but I don't think my, it's, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a fastball over the plate. I mean, but, I don't but I don't think question. so, but I, I think I think. To say what he did for black people, you you need to talk about more than just race, because that's what we were talking about. It's just more than race. It's just black people happen to be in the intersection of racism and also uh, lower income section. So he did a lot for poor people, and if you and so it influenced how. What did he do for poor people? He's his legislation. Less just just talking about if you want to talk about. Um, uh, the I'm college not criticizing Barack Obama. I'm just asking what you, you're referring to. For, I am for, for, for the listener. If you let me get it out, I'll, I'll definitely. I, I say haven't it. said a word. Like you keep cutting me off, Norm. Oh, yeah. I don't even know you know that you get do him. that. Get him. <laughs> but you actually do that. Um, we in one, one, one thing one that he side, does yeah. is uh is um uh, college tuition, trying to uh, make junior colleges more affordable for low income people. He, That's one thing he, he didn't did. Do that. He's tr he was trying to do that. But he what had, had he, what did he do? Uh, for black people. Well, the yeah. attempt for, counts as doing for, something, does it that's, not? Yeah, the attempt no. counts, especially if you are, uh, you have a Republican, um, uh, legislature, you have a Republican Senate, you have a Republican I'm not, House. I'm not criticizing the president. No, but he, he's saying he's not. He we didn't have a try. foreigner here who barely speaks English. He has a question. First of all, what did Obama was, do for my community? <laughs> he doesn't know anything. He's, he's ignorant. He's Egyptian. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about America. He he's African. Up, I, I he am, comes, I he's African. Egyptian. He's African. Hold on, hold on. He gets, off, he gets off the boat. Then he is says, black. He gets off the boat and he says, what has this black president done for my people? <laughs> and he, First you, of you tell him, I voted, our, what has the black president done for our people? I voted for Barack Obama twice. I don't doubt it. Yes, of course. And he is, and as I told you before, he had, I'm very disappointed in one thing. I think he did a great job. But when Barack Obama well, what did won. He do, why, what did he do is a great but, job? But let me, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you one thing. When Barack Obama won, something that you don't know, also, and I don't know, the, the whole world Go ahead. was looking for, it was like people back home and they were crying. Everybody was like, Barack Obama was like a new, the, the savior. Yeah. Like the whole world was like, and you th and and we were really 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 and for her like for for his you know fairness uh, you have a Republican Congress that couldn't do a lot of things Republican with a P but go ahead go ahead sorry see see what I have to deal with <laughs> <laughs> see what I have to deal with you you hear one episode you see? I'm no, a, but then what you need to do is take him over to your country and uh, I've been, see, I've, been yeah. I've been in his country yeah but I'm saying you I'm sure you talk strange to them too uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead I am an American citizen. 
Damn okay. it. You don't have to. So, you don't have to approve anything. Don't get defensive, Hot <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, you only got you only so, got about so, so, so. you only got till January nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he could stay in my attic. Go ahead. <laughs> so so Barack Obama was was like it's a it was a a big hope for the whole world, you know. So I'm a little disappointed with few things. It doesn't mean that he's he didn't do a good job. He de- it doesn't mean that he didn't do he's the best president in the past twenty years. But what I'm saying is. For I expected more from him internationally, and for the black community. For example, uh, Trump is talking about stop and frisk right now. Have you heard Barack Obama taking a big stand against it? That's a president. You should do something. That's that's my point. You know, that's I what think, I'm trying to say. Yes, uh, I think he has done a lot for uh, stop and frisk. First, first Eric Holder, uh, uh, because for one, the stop and frisk is illegal. It's one. So he has done something against stopping for because it's illegal, right? But he never came out and say no stop and it's not, it's not if it's a, illegal, not, a, not, a, not actually illegal. It's illegal. The, the, One the, judge find it no, illegal. The, the, yeah. the, the no, New York City prop, uh, program was was found to have some faults, the Bloomberg one, and then when De Blasio, because if because when, if the, when De Blasio took over, he chose not to appeal it. However, uh, some stop and frisks. Uh, programs are not illegal because they're they're not just based on a, a person's skin color so that's all black people were wanting to say anyway Absolutely. i don't if you're think not stu- i don't think the bloomberg one was just based on skin color either oh yeah right so um everybody I, knows it's based on yes yes don't say oh yeah right i'm, I'm, I'm saying as a, as a matter of, of, of policy i don't I don't think that's what it said. No, you, of course, they wouldn't be that obvious about yeah. it, but you are stopping only black people. You, you, well, if the numbers are some, you're, some, you're stop. I'm doing the devil's advocate. What you're stopping is uh, the people who fit the description that of, happen to of, live of, in a, a neighborhood of, that's like hundred percent or ninety nine percent of the black and Latino that live in the neighbor that that fit the description and in the neighborhoods of the areas of. That we are, all fit the description, but we know that are having. <laughs> it's only two descriptions. Well, listen, that are having the violent, that are having violent crime. Ninety-eight point six percent of violent crime in New York City, according to the New York Times, ninety-eight point six percent is by non-whites. Well, so you, I don't, you can 90- have, you can have <laughs> robocops out there, just going straight on statistics and police reports and whatever it is, and you're, they are not going to be pulling over a lot of white people. For violent crimes, so I, I'm not. I, I was actually against stop and frisk. Just for the record, he'll tell you that. I, I when I read the statistics, I thought this is gonna. They've just got. I would love to it. see where you read that statistic, but let me the say the New this. York Times. I'll pull it up now. The, if you Jew- want. the Jewish. Uh, the Jewish Times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing, though. Like I said before, there's an intersection between uh, how you, between black people, poor people. Uh, and you have those intersections where you only keep black people in poorer neighborhoods. You, you, they've done that historically for a long time. So, any anybody when poor neighborhoods, you're gonna have more violent crime. You're gonna have more crime in general. That's anybody's neighborhood. Of course. Right. So, but you also but that stick, doesn't mean you start pulling over a bunch of white people just on general principle. You still but, have, you but still if pull, you don't, but if you don't, the people who but fit if you the don't, descriptions. but well, if you don't stop anybody for so, so it's just. Most of the people that are in jail are in dr- jail. The majority of people that are in jail are in jail for drug use, drug selling, drug use. So, so okay, you got that. You got. I right want to so read me, you from the New York Times. I know. Let me finish my point, and because you already have okay. it right there. Okay. So my point is, white people and black people do not do drugs at any discernible difference. But right, but you no. I, said, I probably agree with you. It's probably true. Okay. Yeah. So, but you have. Four to five times of black people in jail for 
and I think the numbers are even more are more crazy than that because black people are only people that are getting stopped on a regular basis. So if I have drugs on me Absolutely. and you have drugs on you, but they're only going to stop me, then I'm going to jail, even though we might have the same yeah. amount of drugs. We That's get, a we great get point. it delivered. That's a great point. We yeah. get it but delivered so, to our dorm room. So yeah. we're doing, we're committing the same crime, but we're going to jail for it. I agree with you on that. I, stop I, I, and frisk. We have fly and frisk. Everybody have something that we. But, so you you so you criminalizing the fact that I am a colored person? No, no, I'm not. I'm not criminalizing the fact of anything. I'm just trying to look at it uh, objectively, not with like like not. I don't want to look at it with like everything bad about it. I want to talk about it and anything that might make sense about it or anything that might even be pose an obstacle to intelligent law enforcement. I don't even want to talk about it. Don't discuss it. Don't bring it up. For instance, I said this to a bartender in Chicago. Now they had a thousand more shootings this this week, uh, this year than last year. A, th a thousand black people shot, mostly black. And it's crazy. Little right. children killed. Right? Who fucking worries about them? Who is who is speaking for those thousand black kids who are going to get shot next year? Because the only thing that's going to protect these kids from getting shot, these mothers from losing their sons, is going to be aggressive policing. There's nothing. There's no social. Program. I disagree with you. There is no social program that is going to take effect so fast that it's going to stop the thousand shootings next year. Maybe, maybe if you attack poverty, fifteen years from now you can make an impact. The only thing that's going to save lives tomorrow is policemen. I in the disagree with you, and I disagree Brother, with tell you. Me, tell me what would save lives. Uh, no, I'll, t I'll tell you what will it will will happen if you. If you continue to uh, police like you've policed Answer my question. What will say, what, a thousand people are going to be in sh shot in Chicago next year. We want to stop it. How do we stop it? I, I don't, other than policing. I don't know the answer there to that. There is no answer. No, that's I, don't, other, I, don't, I don't think it's... That's the I, other side I don't of the outrage of stop and frisk is that it leads to more people getting killed. And it leads to more people getting maybe, arrested. And may, and, hold on. And maybe that's worth it's it. A, it's a, and, and no, it's not worth it because it's self-fulfilling prophecy where you continue no. to have black men and black families that are you are putting apart. And then these kids now, the young kids now that are raised without family members are continuing to do it. Because the shootings are, are, are from kids from under 15 years old. So they're going to kill more kids because they don't have guidance too. So what you're doing is perpetuating throwing uh, more families in jail and more kids were left without fathers and, and mothers. Are so, you saying that we should leave criminals no, what I'm fathers. saying, I, I think there are social, what you said before, there's not any social program right, right out there that will stop a thousand. What, 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 I what you just said. And I, say, and I said to you, I disagree. I disagree with policing, but I don't know the answer, but I think it comes through social programs. I don't think it comes through social policing. Programs are not, social programs can work in the long term. No, I don't. I, I social think programs are not going to save anybody's life tomorrow. I don't know. I don't Who's going to save somebody's life tomorrow? I think social programs are saving people's life right now. Who is Absolutely right now. But I don't, I don't, since I don't, I'm not in Chicago, I don't know the answers you have, specifically you have, you to have that. But I think it's going up as policing is going down. I think it's social down. programs. Because you're, you're divesting in uh, black American uh, household. You're divesting in poorer neighborhoods. I don't want to do that. That's not what I'm saying at all. You're, twi you're twisting me entirely. No, but I'm, I'm telling you what's going on in Chicago. They're just divesting. It's easier to put money okay, into guns. Un under Barack Obama and under Rahm Emanuel's mayor and under basically all, not a single decision made by anybody by a Democrat and mostly by black people, there's a thousand more shootings this year than last year. And as a citizen, because I don't give a shit what color they are, I'm like, somebody's got to save these people's lives because I have children, they have children. And you're saving their and, lives by incarcerating and, 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 more of them. If they're criminals, yes. But what I'm saying is somebody's got to take these guns off the street. And I know 
Just as I know that it's unacceptable the way black people are humiliated, innocent black people, wholesome black people are humiliated by cops every fucking day on the street, there was also a terrible price to be paid by over the pendulum swinging too much in the other direction, which is that black people are not just going to be humiliated, now they're going to get shot dead on the street. But I don't think the pendulum has ever went the other way where you then actually... why are we seeing so many deaths now? No, my, my point is I don't think the pendulum has ever went the way of social... put actually investing into social programs. I am for the investing social program. I don't tell me what's going to save... This is... I'm saying to in you... January. I'm saying there are social programs right now that are saving people's lives. There is no... In, there are social right, programs out there right you now... You are the, just not going to answer. Okay, I'm going to read the New York I Times. Just, I just answered your question. I'm saying this is December. Next month is January. Exactly. 150 people, let's say, are going to get shot in Chicago next right. week. What social program are we going to get together in the next 10 days that's going to save those people's lives? The only thing that's going to work in the short term is getting the fucking cops in the streets. I disagree. Well, uh, that's that's crazy. No, I, I absolutely disagree with you. So, I so you're saying the cops or stop and frisk and all the way they do it? I think they should get the National Guard in these, not even so, stopping so the so My thing is, they need to stop these people you, getting killed. So, you know what? You can How you can stop black people from getting killed? You can arrest every single black person and no black person yeah. will get killed. You can get paid for it. I, you I actually, say, and you yeah. get, and because of all Listen, these, you all, take, these, you all, these private city, all these private uh, prisons and then everybody gets a profit off of it. But there is a, there is a different way. We haven't invested in in any of the uh, social programs that can actually can make a difference. You will easily fund putting more money on the street in terms of police officers, but you you don't need, they, most of these so kids my, don't even have a on. fucking part to play in. Hold on, I'm, if I'm the mayor and these lives are on my conscience, I'm like, I agree with her. I'm gonna put them, I'm gonna put them in jail. I I mean, have I, hold on. That's, I, a easy, I, that's an easy fix. Who cuts who off, really? You were cooking my up, but I apologize, you're right. Uh, uh, I would say, listen, I, I, I think we should do this program and that program and that program. But every life that's taken in my city, I feel is my responsibility. And until the legislature or until whoever it is can get it together to to do the the the, the programs that will work, I'm going to fill these streets with cops because I value these innocent lives more than any other problem that comes out of this situation. I want to say, when I hear a seven-year-old is shot in the fucking back of the head. I agree with the, you, Norm. And, and, and the answer is, we gotta, we gotta stop the cops. But what about my fucking seven-year-old who got shot? You think some social program was gonna tomorrow? It's, it's a fucking tragedy. Right, and, a, and a lot of people, like Mayor Bloomberg, who are bashed as racist, they're not coming out of this as racist. They're coming like, I don't see. I want to save these lives. I don't know how to do it. I know the answer. Okay, can I, yeah. can I say? I have two things. First of all, uh, two, two points I want to say, but don't answer me. The first one. How uh, the first one is how is that different from when Trump say? Let's not get any Muslims here and, until we know what's going on. So the solution, the end should not justify the need. You know, you should not say to save this, I'm going to do whatever it takes, even if it's, if it's going to affect them in 10 years by adding more cops and all this, you know, and treat them like, you know, the way they treat when we all know how cops treat black people. So this is, this is not, no difference. The solution, I think, should be within community. Just like the Hasidic Jews, for example, they have their own security. I think the security should be should not be cops anymore. It should be from the community, from the black community itself. We have like just like community NYU, policing. Yeah, just I'm like that. just like the rich kids in NYU and Columbia and all this, and they have private. You know, that let have a, somebody. That's gonna take a while too. No, no, no it's, it's not. It's gonna take money. Just give them the money. You know, that's all no, you, you need. You, you have, I will you have get, white people on the. You can't. You can't fire the people because they're white. 
No, no, no. What I'm saying and, is, and you can't hire based on race. No, but I want to have private security. You can hire in the based on what's in the uh, community. Yeah, uh, you can hire people like, within the like community. the Hasidic Jews. I don't know like they have, I, I'm okay with that, but yeah, I'm not sure. The Hasidic stand. Jews do. They have the private security from their own community. They know the people. They know who's trouble. They know private security not. is different. Yeah, and they know who how to talk to. And just like the same idea, if when we have a bouncer in a club, and you own a, a lot of clubs, and you know the best bouncers are black bouncers for one reason, because it's, there's a black. No, really? I, I I manage a lot of clubs. No, no, I'm just, I just find the that interesting. Be because, very because, careful. No, no, I'm I'm just think. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Fab, listen, I work in a lot in no, New York clubs. Like the best bouncers are black bouncers. I tell you why, because they know how to talk to everyone. And if, if if you have a black uh, a black person that you have they have respect for each other. I know how they know how they talk to you. They never talk that white bouncers or Middle Eastern bouncers or Spanish. It's it's really hard to deal with other. They know how to deal with everybody. So I think private security would work. You just need to give them money. But the problem is they really don't care. I don't think they're they not care. giving money to. I know. Yeah, I know. So That's, they were there. Whether shall, shall I read? By the way, I didn't get the statistics. Go ahead. Exactly. Can, but can, but can they're, I get they're pretty credit bad. Credit for this great solution. I actually, I, I like you. your solution. Yeah, I, know. I, don't, I don't even listen. I um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. So Pri I should be the president. The thing is, you can't give the government can't give money to private security. Then it's no longer private security. If, the, if the, That's if, what I'm talking if, about. If break the, the rules. The, Break the, Hasidic, the rules. Hasidic community has the money, I think, to to hire. No, you just said a thousand kids are dying. Break the rules for the kids. Break no, no. the rules. No, no. no, I think you just. It's, you, they, uh, I'm saying the but when you when a, when a city hires security, it's called police. Yeah. All right. Uh, based on reports filed by victims, blacks committed 66 percent of all violent crimes in New York in 2009, including 80 percent of shootings, 71 percent of robberies. Blacks and Hispanics together accounted for 98 percent of reported gun assaults. Uh, Non-Hispanic whites, on the other hand, committed 5% of the city's violent crimes and 1.4%, that's where I got the 98.6%, 1.4% of all shootings and less than 5% of all robberies. So you have a tragedy here. I'm, I, you know, when you talk about statistics like this, it can so too easily be seen as like bashing the black community or black community. I'm not. I'm saying this is a tragedy. This is America's tragedy. This is a tragedy of epic proportions. This is why these poor little children are being shot. But you also have a tremendous challenge for a police force trying to go after shootings, the things that kill people, which has got to be their top priority, where it's focused in one community and trying to accomplish that without that community thinking that you're targeting them because of their color, where they would have you go out there and just go through the motions of also targeting the people that they know are not responsible. You know, it, you know it's is a mind bogglingly difficult I, that's why. That's no, why. No, that's no. why no one has been able to succeed at it, that, including black mayors, black presidents. There's a reason it's it's entrenched. It's very, very hard. Very hard. No, but you actually, had a magic wand and you were the empress and you could just create the laws of the land. It, it, I don't think you'd be able to change it. I think this is the where he comes in and it's, it's always it's also been researched that if you have community policing, it works. A lot of the police. Uh, I want. I want to say. Uh, more than 20 years ago, or, or even before 20, uh, law enforcement officers stayed in the communities. So you knew mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson knew you. He knew your family. So when you're talking about people coming the in. The beat cop. The beat cop. So yeah. you're talking about uh, a white guy that comes into a community that might have his carries his own racial biases coming to the community and don't know the community. It's a whole different thing. So you're going to stop 88 are 10 different people that you don't know because you're looking for one guy that you could know if you lived in the community. So what is the solution exactly. to that? No, no, I, I, so now, that's what I'm saying. That, that you, It has to be 
His his problem his his thing is that problem, uh, his problem. No, no, I'm saying his thing is that these are violent <laughs> crime. Violent, violent crime comes out of problem. these communities, and I agree. I I agree that it does come out of these communities, but you you can't have uh, you can't justify uh, 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 stopping or, or oppressing people that are just people just for these. Not, not in the way they were doing it. I agree with you. Right. I I, I was I was not when I when I read the statistics about the Bloomberg apparently like quadrupled the stops from Giuliani and Giuliani was no uh, you know <laughs> softy. Yeah. He quadrupled the stops with almost no increased uh, pr uh, effectiveness. So clearly it was excessive, you know? And it's, and it's and harassment. It's a, and I want to say something yes. before we make one more thing before we we have to make that call to the girl she's waiting um, about uh, statistics. You know, we talked before in another episode about uh, the most race that's um, got racist against and by statistic was Jews. And we got to the, and I said, there's no way Jews are getting racist against more than black people. But we got to the point that these are reported incidents. They are reported. Hate crimes, black hate people, crimes. hate crimes. Black people do not report hate crimes because no, no, there's so no, many. No, they, 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 they're two categories. The hate crimes uh, are religious hate crimes are overwhelmingly against Jews. I don't, I think there's racial hate crime. I think it's two different categories. R racial hate crimes. I don't think they're in the same I don't think they're compared to each other. But my point I is, I think like, they, com I think, I think, I think they compare. Yeah. I think they compare in the sense that uh, how they affect us. Yeah. No, I'm mean, saying when, they, when, in, no, when the crime, crime statistics. I don't think they can. I think. Oh, there's crime, a different category no, for yes. each. No, hate, hate crime is not only religious crime. I think you can, you can look at. It. But my point is, like when I said, there's no way that black uh, community don't get hate crimes more than Jews, just because black community it happens in a regular basis so often that you don't even report it. You know, unlike you know. Uh, I, I, your people, fr frankly, lawyers. My, my opinion is I don't think hate crimes are a big, are 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 nearly as important an issue in our everyday society as people make them out to be. I don't know anybody that I can think of, and I know a lot of people have been victims of crimes. It used to be I did know people who were gay bashed. Like I knew some gay guys who had the shit kicked out of them or really really harassed, and that seems to have stopped. I haven't heard about that in a long time. But in general. I haven't heard about Jews getting beaten up or so, you know, sometimes you hear remarks here and there. Hatem, those uh, statistics were relative to New York or across the country? It was uh, across the country. So, you know. That's also, I mean, too, what it's a thing about statistics, too. You're talking about violent crime. Also, violent crime, is, does it include domestic crime? Does it, you know, because it's one thing to, for a person to stab somebody. It's another thing for a right. person to uh, hit their wife. So I mean, one, one, of, one of those people are dangerous to society. The other one is dangerous to uh, his, his right. wife. Yeah. Uh, on the Comedy Cellars uh, yeah. radio show a couple months ago, we had an ACLU attorney who was talking, and you cited similar statistics, and she said it's impossible to know for sure if these are accurate because you're citing enforcement statistics. That... You, no, you, no, that, that's but but the fact is that murders are are virtually a hundred percent reported. So, but you you're you right. said not, sixty not, not every you, mugging is reported, but murders. Right. Are but you reported. said sixty six percent of black people. Uh, you said violent, violent crime. crime. You said violent crime. Those are not murders. Those are violent crimes. No, but the last the last one is uh, it, there, there were a few different things. There, but one point four percent of all shootings, which you presume shootings are very highly reported. When but shootings are not murder. No, correct. I, I was kind of responding to what she said about statistics. I'm saying that certain statistics are very, I, I think certain statistics are very, very reliable when it comes to crime. And as you move down the line, it's more and more likely they, they would go unreported. 
somebody takes a shot at you, it's pretty likely to be reported. If somebody yeah, shoots you, you go to the hospital, even if you don't die, that's reported. The hospital reports it. Somebody mugs you, you know, that may not go reported. Well, I know a lot of people would mug, didn't report it. Like, what the fuck am I going to report it for? Yeah. You know? So depending on what the crime is, the lower level violent crimes may go unreported. But I think the serious violent crimes, uh, the ones that kill you or could get you killed where life-threatening situation i think they're mostly reported i believe i don't know many people who had somebody shot them and they didn't call the cops oh well how many people do you know have been shot not many i know some people who shot dead actually i don't know many people who got shot and survived all right <clears throat> all right all right so let's well, make that call we're we gonna call uh modi she's a saudi arabian activist and is she allowed to talk on the phone in Saudi Arabia? Uh, <laughs> she's in London. Maybe right her now. husband will talk for her. Hi, guys. Hey, we already see you. We're already making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> How you doing? We have comedian Pat Brown here and Noam Dorman. If you want to speak Arabic to her a little bit, go, go ahead. Be, so he can kick me out of the studio? No, just so you can you prepare her, you know, like in The Godfather. I'm going to talk Italian to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a great scene. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm great. So the her first... accent is way better than yours already. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I don't have a girl. An can you say Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers? Definitely not. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't really have to do with an accent, though. No, Hatem has trouble with his peas. Oh, really? No, I don't. I just missed that class. I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> the pea class. That's uh, good. You, no, said it. you said it. I know. I can do it if I want to. Uh, Noam is Jewish, FYI. Uh, okay. So uh, anyway, <laughs> but he's very so, nice. so about a week ago, there was a, I don't know if you guys heard about this incident. There was this girl in Saudi Arabia uh, who took a selfie without the scarf and uh, she posted an Instagram and uh, she got in tr She got actually got arrested in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. And that's how is I is that just for using Instagram or because what she posted? <laughs> <laughs> no, just because because she posted without this uh, the scarf. Oh. So uh, Modi, I'm gonna call you Modi. We're not gonna say your name now. Okay. Like we agreed. Um, she was very active and um, don't look at her name. I'm come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she was very active in uh, in Twitter defending that girl. So uh, w which got me to look at a lot of her uh, Twitter posts and stuff like that. So. There's one particular post on Facebook about uh, you saying that people are care more about uh, driving and all that. Can you share this with us? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, uh, in Saudi Arabia, there's something called male guardianship, which is that women are considered minors for the entirety of their lives. So they can't make decision, certain decisions without permission from a male guardian. And in my opinion, that's like so much worse than having to wear a veil or not being able to drive because it removes your agency, which means you can't do anything else really um, without that being in place first. So I did this post because um, a male guardianship affected me a couple of weeks ago in a super mild way compared to how it affects many other women. Um, but I decided to write something about it because I realized a lot of people had never heard of it before um, because the focus seems to be on things that are easier to see like your face being covered or the fact that women can't get behind the wheel for a variety of absolutely ridiculous reasons. Um, so, so yeah, so that's what the post was about. In my case, it was that I was supposed to be going on an archaeological dig in Saudi Arabia because that's my job. Um, and my guardian uh, decided that it was too uh, scandalous to work alongside men in the middle of the, de the desert uh, in Saudi and so forbade me from traveling within Saudi Arabia to do that. 
When you say guardian, you, say you mean guardian? husband or? So it depends. Um, in my case, it was my father, but uh, because I'm not married. But if you get married, it's your husband. And if um, your husband passes away, then it's your son. It sort of depends on who your closest male relative is. So, so your father wouldn't let you go on this on this dig. Yeah, which is absurd because I'm 33. Um, she she ha she have a PhD by the way, from Oxford, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything uh, wrong with male guardians, but maybe oh, no, somebody no, does. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. About, uh, but, but can somebody look up your post online, or is it gone? Uh, no, it's still there. I, how I do we get it? Because so many people were sharing it, which I was shocked by because it was so long, and I didn't think anybody so, read anything. So long you don't, you don't feel like. Wait, uh, I want to look it up. What is it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, give it to you right now. Uh, so you, you don't feel like uh, insulted or that people look down when. Um, when it's about driving or have to wear the veil, which driving is not a law, by the way, right? It's cost exactly. They just changed it, I thought. No? Uh, I think they're trying to change it, or or at least there's a Prince Al-Walid who's like super famous is trying to, to change it or advocating for change in that regard. But yeah, it's a custom, not a law. So nowhere is it actually written down that it's illegal for women to drive. Do any women drive or is just majority women do not drive? Uh, that's a good question. So the, in rural areas, apparently, um, it's it's more acceptable for women to drive. Okay. So they do sort of within their small towns. Um, but in cities, definitely not. Um, you don't see that at all. Do they ever dress up as men in order to get away with stuff like that? Um, in protest, yeah. In protest. And I actually do know a, a friend of mine did actually do that once um, and got pulled over by the police. So it, it's not unheard of. So but he, here's here's my thing, though. Like, I know a lot of my friends are from Saudi Arabia. They, so you allowed to travel by yourself to London and study and live, and they have no problem with that. But uh, and when you when you go, I have a lot of my friends. They like will be covered and all that when they back when they home. But once they come here to the states, they take everything else. So it seems to me that the problem is a custom problem, like uh, within the country. Like like they say, like if you go out, you could do whatever you want. But here, you have to follow the custom. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I mean, for for a lot of people, I think that's the case. But I mean, others sort of, I mean, I, I don't know, because I've been I've been really lucky in that I've been able to do all these things um, in the West. I'm going go to school in America and, and in England and live here. Um, but I, I know, I mean, some women do cover like when you go to London, you see a lot of people who are covered head to toe. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I don't I don't want to sort of definitively say like it's it's one or the other, um, depending on where you are. But I do agree. It's it's a totally different uh, world back back home in a way. When you when you leave, you can more or less do whatever you want because you're subject to the laws of that country. Um, but when you go back home, you've got to follow the the rules and customs there. But also too, isn't it there the the added uh, pressure of of being the, your your guardian being ashamed that if I let you go, it looks bad on me. If I exactly. let you, yeah. So that pressure, like as opposed to you, like you've been out of the country. Uh, he he he's not subject subjected to any uh, criticism that anything that might happen to you. But if you're there in Saudi Arabia, it looks bad on him if you're doing certain things that, you know, come back to his doorstep. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's how a lot of the social pressure works. So, so I was reading an article um, that was published um, in CNN by someone who's researching male guardianship. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the article talks about was that there are some liberal fathers or husbands, let's say, whatever, whoever your guardian might be, who say, I, want, I will let you do whatever it is that you want to do. And if there's something that I'm not letting you do that you want to do, you need to tell me. It's just that 
other people are going to get the wrong idea if I openly let you do all these things. So there is a lot of social pressure that kind of um, uh, makes it impossible or makes it more difficult to do the things that people might think are perfectly acceptable. Right. Elsewhere. Right. Can, can yeah. I say two things? Uh, yeah. First of all, we're, we're looking at your, your post here mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a father of a daughter mm -hmm. and you're a very pretty girl. We were all saying how, how beautiful your picture was. Oh. And, and the dog's nice too. And and I'm is the dog. He's and, the best one in the family. And I'm wondering, is there any like, like is is any of this just dad and daughter stuff here? I don't want my my beautiful daughter out in the desert with a bunch of animal pigs looking at her, and it makes me uncomfortable to be there. Is this all like to be hung around the neck of Saudi Arabia Saudi custom? Because dads can be pretty overly protective of daughters all over well, the so world. Well, so can husbands. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, but she's with her. Her dad is the. Yeah, I know. But in the other, this is Stephen, by the way. I'm the fourth Stephen one. Stephen, who probably did, who could just yeah, guess Stephen. He started talking after he saw your picture. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't it, it was even her, here. Was one is her father didn't want around the desert thing, and I, and I'm wondering if how much of that is just her dad, and Being, how much of that is is because of, of it's Saudi Arabia. But anything. he let her go to go to school abroad so if your father has the but that's his point she 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 is she will be dealing with more openly culture like in london but he's afraid of the people in saudi arabia around her as a father no i thought norm was saying that since well, he's I'm a dad he's he's just he's just afraid of all the male attention that she might get from just digging in, in, with some in guy. front of him too but anyway go ahead, go, let, let her answer go ahead yeah, actually, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's, it's you know, sort of almost 100% dad being dad. But the problem is that he can disallow me from doing my job. I see. Uh, so the problem is that he actually has the authority. Exactly, yeah. So so it is, I mean, it, it would be understandable if he voiced his concerns and then I maybe took them on board and decided not to go of my own accord. But what's not okay is for me not to be able to to do it. You know, and, and, and this is, again, a super, a really mild example of, uh, one of the consequences of male guardianship. I mean, there are way worse examples. Like if your guardian, I wrote about in the post, if your guardian, your guardian is your abuser and you go to seek health care, they return you to your guardian. I mean, that's horrendous to, to, to have that be your reality day in and day out and not be able to escape that. Um, is is I can't even imagine it. Now, you, you didn't want us to use your name. Is that because you this puts you in some kind of danger? I actually advise her to uh, not use her name until the end of the conversation see what she said and then you know it's up to her if she want to say her name or not because of the of the incident that just happened a week ago i told her i don't want you to be in trouble so let's see what we're going to talk what about incident? first what incident I t the picture Some, somebody took a picture and imagine her being you know uh -oh. even though she's open on twitter but i you know i said let's let's see how the interview goes and then at the end if you're comfortable we will introduce no, you know? we don't we don't have to say her it's name. much better that you explain that instead of her let me ask you a question though uh when you say uh, male guardianship so what does that actually mean does he have to write a letter for you to to go to this uh to this uh, this dig well, how would that work if that he gives you your approval that that they would know that he gave his approval so there are a couple of different ways. Um, I, I, it used to be the case that you'd carry a card around that said that you had approval uh, to do to travel, for example, like if you're flying from Riyadh to Jeddah. Mm -hmm. Uh, to get on the plane. I think there's actually now an app. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's old meets new. Wow. That is old meets new. Wow. Yeah, using technology for God knows So what. is that a law or like or just cost, like, like by, is that by law you have to have this uh, permission? 
Yeah, so that's so male guardianship is a law, but the the law only extends to a few major things. So marriage um, and getting out of jail, you have to have your male guardian's permission to do that and travel uh, within or outside or or to leave Saudi Arabia. But in practice, and this is where custom comes in, it actually extends to a lot more um, uh, situations. So, for example, in healthcare, a lot of times uh, medical professionals don't realize they don't need the male guardian's permission to do a procedure. Let's say a woman's in the middle of child birth um, and needs a c-section they'll literally will run out and get permission from the husband first is, when is, it's the woman's decision is, or the is, is, is this correct i'm about to ask you that the law the line between custom and law is not is much more blurry than we think of it in some, in a western sense in the in the sense that if you break custom in certain countries mm-hmm. and the man uh, takes matters into his own hands with some sort of physical punishment, the law will not then intervene on behalf of the woman simply because it was a custom. The law will kind of back up the custom and the cops or whatever. The authorities are not going to prosecute any husband for beating his wife when his wife violated custom, correct? Um, yeah, I think it's it's more situational than that. But in general, that is one of the dangers of, of that sort of blurred line. Um, like you can't and, say, listen, that's just a custom. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to do what I want. No, it's not that easy in, in these countries because the, the law will not intervene so aggressively uh, in, in your behalf, even if you didn't break the law. Um, yes. I mean, it, again, it depends. So if it's like homicide, then that's different. But yeah. if it's just sort of I mean, not that not to make light of, of physical abuse, but right. if it's something sort of domestic, yeah. then it might not be um, dealt with. But you hear stories about homicides in, in I don't know about Saudi Arabia, like in Pakistan and even in Turkey, honor killings mm-hmm. that the, the law will not investigate. Yeah, that's very true. Honor killings are still a problem. They're, I think they're less, bizarrely, less a problem in Saudi Arabia. But don't quote me on that, even though I'm I'm on live uh, on a live podcast saying that. <laughs> you yeah, I actually think you're right. I haven't heard about honor killings in Saudi Arabia. I, I don't. I don't think does it so. also extend for divorce too? I know that uh, it used to be in Saudi Arabia that uh, only men could initiate divorce. No, women can initiate divorce, yeah. And divorce is a, more, a little bit more socially acceptable than uh, it is in some other cultures. That's I'm actually divorced myself. <laughs> I do, I do. Were you married to a Muslim man? I was not. I was married to an Australian. You're, you're, you're really letting, I mean, your father must be a basket case. You know what? We, <laughs> you married an Australian guy, you want to go out digging? Yeah. I mean, where, uh, where did he go wrong? I'm going to say your name. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I hope you don't. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> So, so what is there like? What uh, do you have like? I know you're very active in uh, in Saudi Arabia. Are you like? Is there like any uh, association or like uh, organization that you guys uh, work together try to get things better? Um, so at the moment, it's more the major sort of human rights groups like Human Rights Watch, for example, that helps with um, advocacy. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, there are no um, active NGOs in Saudi Arabia. Every time one pops up, it gets shut down or the people that started get arrested. So it's, it's a little bit more difficult to use civil society there to, to advocate. It's more reliant on external um, help, so to speak. Um, or external institutions. Uh-huh. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's at the moment it's there is a growing movement. Um, I think social media has made a lot of that possible because 
in a way, um, uh, uh, let's leave uh, Malak al-Shahri's example of last week with the uh, arrest for not being covered. Let's leave that aside for a second. But in a way, it's a more safe platform um, for people to voice what they think because um, they can do it more anonymously. They can do it um, in a way that connects with more people outside of the country to hear what they have to say. So I think social media is changing that a little bit. And you can no longer just like prosecute every single thing that happens on social media because that's literally all the government would be doing i think okay okay and how how religious are you like you're a muslim obviously mm -hmm. yeah so, i mean in practice i'm not i'm not particularly religious but do you believe in the religion in general um i <laughs> i believe in uh in god yes the jewish god of abraham <laughs> sort of all one sort of different ways of saying a similar thing in a way yeah. I think yes, yes, yes. Christian religions. you believe so, hatem yeah of course you believe in god oh the jewish god or no the... you believe in god yeah i do steven uh wicca do you believe in god don't... no you don't no you don't believe no. i believe in oprah Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to cross Oprah. Yes, yeah, I believe in Oprah. Okay. Oh wow. I so, don't. I don't. I don't believe in Oprah. Oh, we know that. It's obvious from from all your 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 stat. Um, so, How's that obvious? Uh huh. How's that obvious? Oh, I know. No, I'm way much more than you. <laughs> <laughs> you still you still don't know him. Where, though, where is she, by the way? Right now, you are. Where are you? In London, right? Uh, no, I, I'm in Oxford. I'm in, in but I am in England. In yeah. England, you're in England. You're England. In England. Okay. What, a, what, a, what an amazing world. When I was a kid, you couldn't even talk, uh, you know, to talk to another country. Long distance was a, you barely could hear. No, you could have. And, and it was a major investment of money, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and you, it was, it's like, it's just You could have, just nobody wanted to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> that was the, she's laughing. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, <laughs> she's a it's, Because it's custom for a Muslim girl to laugh when a Muslim man makes a joke. Uh. <laughs> She, yet, she, you can take the Muslim well, uh, out of the Middle East, but you can't take the Middle East out of the Muslim. Well, well last last question. Of, uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, more questions, but last question. I, I have a lot of friends in Saudi Arabia, girls, and they are working good jobs and they go out and stuff. So so how how bad is it really? You know, because it seems like some people in certain cities in Saudi Arabia are fine. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. is that correct? I, it, I mean, a sliding scale of fine, right? Because um, if you you still don't enjoy the same kind of rights and and privileges that you would somewhere else, um, and there are limitations to the kind of kind of life or social life that you can have. But I think this is this is the thing. This, I mean, the only way to answer this is to say it depends. Yeah. It depends on what kind of family you come from, or what what how liberal. Um, your guardian is what you know. What job opportunities you might have had. So I, I think it really depends. I, I don't want to you know to paint this picture of all gloom and doom, but there definitely is a lot a lot of work to be done yeah. um, to you know to to bring women into a, a position where they can have a little bit more control over their lives. Can, can we, we have to wrap it up, but I want to say something in defense of your father. Okay, <laughs> because I'm a father. <laughs> your father sounds like a good man to me. If he was especially coming from his time and place, if mm -hmm. he was ready to let you go off to Oxford to get an education, that must have been because he loves you and wanted what was best for you and wanted you to do well in the world. And if he was overzealous and trying to protect you on that dig and didn't want you to go, I, I would forgive him. That's all I want to say. I, I'm actually curious how that situation was resolved. Um, it was resolved by my just listening to him. I didn't really have a choice. but And I will say that I... I 
well, I mean, it's not a one-sided story. I completely get his point of view as well. Um, and again, the thing I took issue with, with was the fact that I didn't have a choice yeah. after that conversation. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Yeah. But yeah, I've been really, he, he's a, he's a good, he is a good father. He's a good man. Um, but my livelihood, my ability to be educated where I want to be educated or where I've earned kind of a placement somewhere shouldn't depend on someone else's decision making. Um, in my in my view, it's but a I, lot I, of sand. You weren't going to find much. I promise. Go to Israel. <laughs> they'll let you dig. There's all kinds of things. You can find ancient Arabic civilizations under there. Go and ahead. that's uh, how they recruit you. <laughs> 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 we buried it. We built. We built right on top of those mosques. The new Jewish ISIS right here. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a field day digging in Israel. Go ahead, uh, Mori. I have a question, and it's a personal question. But uh, do you uh, are you a parent? I'm not a parent, no, unless being a dog parent counts as being a parent. Uh, well, no. Do okay. you think that uh, Modi's position on this would be different or more informed if she was a parent? No, I, I think that, no, she actually, what I heard her say is what I hope she would say, that she's, she actually is not, doesn't seem to be overly resentful of her father. She resents the system where her father had that authority over her. And she kept, kept making that point, and I think we all, we all can appreciate that point. I know other people in her situation who might have, you know, some, we all meet people just are so resentful of their parents that they can't even see through their parents' eyes. But it occurred to me that if this Saudi man allowed his daughter to go to Oxford, you know, is he must really, uh, must be, there must be more to him than just the guy who wouldn't let her dig. That's all, you know, but she right. seemed, she seemed to agree. So. Yeah, I totally completely agree with that. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you so much for your time and uh, I'll be in touch. Thank you for having me. Oh, nice please, please come. Are you allowed to? Are you allowed? They, they, are you allowed to watch comedians? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but if, if you ever do come to New York, would you, if we'll, I'll tell them not to say anything dirty. If you please come to the Comedy Cellar, we'd love to meet you in person. I would love to do that. Noam is the owner of the Comedy Cellar, the best club in this in the, in the country, actually. Yeah, um, cool. and he's a good friend of mine. Very okay, good well, friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good night, Modi. Thank, thank you, Modi. Thank, thank you, so you much. very much. Thank you. She was saying thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, we'll cut her off quickly there. So <laughs> eager. Oh, because because she's Muslim. That's what's going on. That's how you treat people. She's so sweet. She's so she's so nice. The point is like you know that, that was I it want... bad to say how pretty she was? She's really she's very pretty. What's wrong? With, is, is, I mean now with, with Trump's president, you can say that again, right? <laughs> <laughs> girl, girl I don't pretty. think you said it in a bad way. It wasn't. Lecherous. I didn't mean it in a no, bad she's, way. No, I mean it wasn't lecherous. I no, no. I don't think uh, she took it like that. Yeah, I I I think you know it's. Uh, she had a great point that a lot of people don't understand uh, when we were discussing, don't understand the Middle East. They think the problem is just driving and stuff like that, and there's more to it than It's than deeper. That. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's has, much, it, yeah, it's much deeper. So I did come uh, come up with a solution for uh, the black community. I'm, you know. <sighs> No, uh, you have to give me credit for. Can we this? stay tuned for next week. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to wrap it up. Go ahead. Oh, because it's black now. I no, have to be, because it's. You we know, we had the white episode. It was four hours. We try sure to, we just, try to just, keep just, it to an just hour. Just to let you know. I mean, I'm not trying to start anything, but yeah, the Ju the Jewish episode was two days. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's the solution? I just said it. Oh, what what? Said it. he said community uh, policing. Community policing. And I said the P right. Uh, community. I think community policing is a very good idea. Thank you very I, much. I think you'll find that nothing is a panacea, and it, it will mitigate in some way. To what extent? It, it, don't don't be guilty of wishful thinking. In the end, I believe when you have an individual who wants to commit a terrible crime, 
it's difficult to stop them. That's, you know, community policing, any other policing. What community policing will do is, I think, cut down on the unnecessary humiliations of innocent people, which is, believe me, I, I, I feel this as a terrible, I've seen it my whole life. I mean, I don't have a black friend we talk about. I do not have a single black friend who does not have like three stories where the cops, you know, just made them feel like they were nothing. And none of them were doing anything. You know, I, I remember Elon told me the story when his, his father's a preacher, he's driving home, the cop pulls a gun into the car. You know, it's like traumatized his whole life about this. I'm not minimizing any of that. And community policing, I think, might cut down on that. But the problem is, the problem is difficult. That's all. That's my only thing. Well, know? I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. But when it comes to uh, just stop and frisk and the possibility of, you, you said 150 people getting killed uh, a next month, month yeah. next month and then it's that, probably just shot not killed but go ahead well yeah. shot next yeah. month so yeah. it's uh, or or 150 people going black people going to jail which loses their life in, in some in, in some respects so I think there's a balance there I think it, it has to be an investment because these these kids have to have something to do they have to have something to live for beyond uh, selling drugs and and being in gangs and whatever, and that is an investment, a social investment, uh, past stop and frisk. If he would buy a little less weed, maybe we could save a child. Yeah, seriously. Oh, looking at you. <laughs> I mean, if we all stopped buying weed, these kids wouldn't be able to sell drugs anymore. I, I think the weed <laughs> part comes from what Mexico. They said if uh, you really want to get. Trump's going to take care of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that was great. And for all, <laughs> of course. for all our female listeners, we are giving away tickets for Saudi Arabia. All if right, you, right. Uh... <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, say you're a doctor or something, and uh, you've studied but, all your life to be a doctor, and then your father says, well, I don't want you to, to perform here at this particular hospital because there's too yeah. many males that I mean, that I mean, this crazy. is, uh, but, but, but it's also, I have to say, because I have, I know a lot of friends from Saudi Arabia, and, and you know, they really do what they do. I think it really depends where you, what part of the city, just like anywhere else, you know. I just wanted to I don't, point. No, I don't think it's any, like anywhere else at all. I think it's. I mean, like anywhere else in that part of the world. Oh, I see. You know see, what I'm saying? Like that, like if you say, if you go to Egypt, for example, you know, there is cities where you're just, just like New York, you know. But there's other cities that you're like, uh, you know, uh, they're very, uh, you have to listen to your family and, uh, you know, they, they plan a lot of things, arrange marriage, all this, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, things happen. But, but Saudi Arabia is not really as bad as people think. Uh, but I wanted to share this particular quote because... Said a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I am the Australian guy she was talking about. Damn it. <laughs> that was me. Um, all right. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, do you, you want to share your me. Twitter? Or, uh, oh, absolutely. It's uh, Pat Brown Show. Pat Brown Show on uh, Instagram. And I'm on... Um, Twitter and I'm on Facebook, all those good things. And uh, I'm on the podcast Marina Franklin Friends Like Us every Wednesday. So, um, and where they can listen to it? Uh, they can listen to it on iTunes and uh, CBS.play it. Wasn't Juanita on that podcast one time? She was. Yep, I you met are. your wife. Ah. Very nice lady. Very nice lady. Woman of color. Woman of color, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Steven? <laughs> yes. You want to share uh-huh. anything? Uh, not particularly. Other than uh, I'm looking forward to making $1,500 when I get rejected <laughs> at the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you can follow me on Instagram at Chinabria, uh, China Bria, B-R-I-A. Oh, perfect. And, of course, the Comedy Cellar. Of course, the Comedy Cellar. Of course, the Comedy Cellar. Okay. Deepo, anything? 
Uh, they can check out my Instagram where I have lots of podcast clips at R Two Deepu. Thank you. Uh, great. Thank you very much. He's got next- a good radio voice. He does. Uh, he does. R- at R Two Deepu. And we have a great episode next week. Also, episode. Episode. I hate him. I really don't like him. I was sick. He, he's gonna go home tonight. Episode. That's what episode. I do every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Episode. Say Peter Piper episode, 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 episode. We have a great we have a great show next week. <laughs> About the immigration. We have some really uh, good guests. I hope you'll be here for that. Yes, I will be here. Yeah, yeah okay, because uh, you got until Good night, January. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production. 